0: This is Financial Standard, the definitive source of news, thought leadership and analysis for Australian wealth management professionals. Financial Standard, take the lead.
1: Hello everyone, this is Chloe Walker from Financial Standard. Today we're going to be taking a look at the forecast for equities in 2023 and who better to ask than BlackRock's Chief Investment Strategist for APAC, Ben Powell. (laughs) Welcome Ben.
0: Hi Chloe, great to be with you. Looking forward to it.
1: Same here. So Ben, can you please set the scene for how equities, both at home and overseas, performed this year?
0: Yeah. So so far, Australia's been a a, a rare, relatively good spot, I suppose. If you look at the performance of uh, equities all over the world, it's been uh, broadly a story of the commodity exporters doing uh, not too bad. So Brazil's the best in the world. Uh, South Africa's up there. Australia. So those guys have done pretty well, including uh, yourselves in Australia. Uh, Globally, it's been very challenging. So we're looking at global stock markets down uh, mid-teens, 15%, something like this. So the the broad context has been hard uh, and Australia has been a rare bright spot uh, so far this year.
1: Right. And what was BlackRock's investment strategy for both Australia and global equities over the course of 2022?
0: So I'd say over the course of 2022, uh, we had to adjust to a Fed that turned out to be much more serious about containing inflation, much more hawkish than I think most people in the market had anticipated. So in the middle of the year, uh, we cut our kind of general risk, weighting and equities weighting to underweight, but maintained Asia at at a neutral. So neutral is neutral, but I guess relatively more constructive uh, this part of the world, uh, because we think, uh, I suppose, that the economic damage uh, which that tightening we're seeing, uh, particularly from the Fed, obviously, they're the big one, uh, is going to continue to be uh, a problem, I suppose, for risk markets, equities in uh, in particular. So the evolution of the view through the year, I think uh, a significant moment was when the Fed really signaled uh, that they were going to do a historic level of tightening, four times 75 basis points. Frankly, who'd have thought that 12 months ago? But uh, But here we are.
1: That's right. And what trends within equities do you think will continue in 2023? Will BlackRock iterate its investment strategy accordingly?
0: Uh, Yeah, we will iterate. We'll always see, uh, I guess, what happens and where we can evolve as we go. But broadly, uh, we think uh, we've had the monetary policy lightning in 2022 and the economic downdraft thunder will follow in 2023. So you're already seeing this in particularly interest rate sensitive parts of the economy, housing. Uh, and all of that. And I think it will spread, uh, the headwinds will spread into other parts of the economy, uh, including uh, unemployment. Unfortunately, I'd have thought will rear its ugly head uh, through the first half of next year. So what that means is uh, earnings, uh, expectations are probably a bit too high uh, and need to be marked down a bit as this uh, downdraft becomes uh, clearer and clearer. So we're a little bit cautious, I guess, overall, underweight, uh, the US and Europe in particular. On the more positive side, you know, China does look like it's pivoted to a much more pro-growth stance across uh, uh, property and housing and critically a COVID reopening. Uh, we're all going to have to see how that goes, but it does look China is serious about uh, at least attempting to open. Uh, and that is prospectively quite good news for uh, obviously for China, but also for the region uh, here in Asia more, uh, more broadly.
1: Yes. And the question that seems to be on everyone's lips Do you predict a recession for the US in the new year? And if so, how will Australia be affected?
0: So uh, a technical, uh, the definition of a recession, a technical definition of recession is two consecutive quarters of negative growth. I think that's a close call, like it might be plus a 10th or minus a 10th. So whether we actually get, as I say, the the very definition of recession, uh, I'm not sure, but I think it's going to feel like one. So I think the Fed is extremely serious about getting inflation down, uh, and ultimately, although they are a very sophisticated, sophisticated organization, ultimately they really only have the blunt tool of interest rates. So I think interest rates are going to continue to move higher. Uh, we think they're going to get to around 5%. But then critically, uh, we think that the Fed is not going to pivot. We think they get to five, maybe even higher than five, but let's say five, and then stay there because they want uh, economic growth to slow. They want to create a negative demand shock. I, I know that sounds strange, but they feel that that's a price worth uh, paying in order to get inflation uh, inflation down. So, so it's gonna be a close call, technically as to whether it's a recession or not, but it's gonna feel like one, uh, and that's gonna be a headwind for the global growth environment. As I say, the flip side or a different part of the global story is this potential China reopening. So you could get, and this is one of the things we at BlackRock are really talking about at the moment, you could get much more differentiation, you know, rather than it being a global risk on risk off. You could get a much more uh, geographic specific kind of uh, uh, situation where the U.S. and Europe and, and broadly the West are slowing potentially quite dramatically, and the uh, the Sinosphere, let's call it Asia, uh, wrote large potentially might be actually benefiting from this China. Uh, reopening. Now, Australia obviously is kind of uh, involved with both of those, I guess. If I think about the Australia markets, uh, if it's true that interest rates going to continue to go broadly up, uh, then the Australian bank sector overall should benefit from that. Banks, uh, they do a few things, but ultimately they sell money. And we can think of interest rates as the cost of money. So you think of the price of money going up, that should be good for banks over time. Uh, and the commodity space, you know, we'll have to see. But if China is reopening, Uh, That's what it looks like to me. That, again, could be quite encouraging. So a bit of a game of two halves, US slowing, China maybe accelerating, and Australia, uh, I think, potentially placed quite well, actually, in the scheme of things. So let's see. But the lucky country uh, could have another not too bad year, even as the West, even as the US uh, uh, maybe suffers from some of these headwinds that uh, that I've mentioned.
1: Well, I hope so. I certainly hope so. Uh, Now, Ben, I know we're here to talk about your equity strategy, but um, while I've got you, I've noted that the BlackRock Institute has mentioned rethinking bonds in 2023. Uh, Could you please share a little bit more about what that means?
0: I can, yeah. So, uh, look, I mean, I think it's uh, extremely uh, obvious, uh, but important that interest rates have gone up, yields are much higher. Uh, than they've been for the last uh, 10 or 12 years, maybe even more than that. Uh, and I think that does present some opportunities. So we are, uh, notwithstanding all the quite cautious things I've said about the economic outlook, we're actually very bullish investment-grade credit. So when we look at investment-grade credit, uh, investment-grade being the relatively safer part of the corporate bond market, you know, you're know you looking at uh, yields of 5 6%, which we think is pretty good. So you're able now to earn a real income uh, and a, 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 a relatively high yield and not take too much risk. Uh, you're not getting into some of the uh, areas where you need to be a bit uh, a bit heroic. Uh, this is relatively safer, higher quality corporate uh, credit that we think is attractive. So that's one aspect of rethinking bonds. The other aspect is uh, uh, less positive is developed market government bonds. We still think uh, yields are probably going to drift up over time. I would say the big move has probably happened in 2022. Obviously, an incredible historic move up in uh, in interest rates. But we think that broadly that's going to continue. Maybe not at the same pace, but nonetheless, yields should move higher for developed market government bonds. And given, as they say, yields move inversely to price, what that should mean is the price of developed market government bonds uh, should continue to drift down over time. So two uh, I think key takeaways from our rethinking bonds. one uh, quite bullish or even very bullish, the investment grade outlook we think is a right uh, is a real tactical opportunity right here right now. And then more structurally, strategically, we think this uh, headwind of higher yields is going to continue uh, and we would suggest that people own fewer developed market government bonds than they've done uh, historically as we need to adapt to a new investment uh, playbook.
1: Very interesting. Uh, Thank you very much for sharing those insights with us, Ben. I've I've certainly learned a lot and I'm sure our listeners have too. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you. Great to be with you. Thanks for listening to this Financial Standard podcast. For more information, visit financialstandard.com.au. Please keep in mind that the information discussed in this podcast is general in nature and does not consider personal circumstances. Reliance should not be placed on any content without further independent financial research and advice.